listening to the Derek Asante podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today I wanted to dedicate this episode to all the fathers and celebrate you. Yes. This is the Father's Day edition, to be a father. We are often the unsung heroes of every day. First things first, fathers are dope. (laughs) We are definitely keys to the fabric of the family structure, as well as an essential component to the success of the family. Before I open this episode, I'd like to take a moment of silence. I also want to dedicate this episode to a dear friend, someone whom I consider to be a brother, was a brother to me and my brother, and he was also a significant individual to so many others, families, young people, and pretty much anyone he came in contact with. Early in the month of June, my friend crossed over. And um, as many of us would say, he was called home. Um, So with that, I would like to just take a moment of silence and appreciate and celebrate the life of my brother, Nigel Ennis. Thank you. As always, I like to open with a quote. Um, and the quote I got for this episode is, my father said plenty, yet not a word. It was my mother who showed me how to live as I watched her. And I think about that quote, that quote is significant. Why? Because as it came to me, it had a lot of double meanings in it. It could have went completely different than what I have here. And I say that because I don't know my father. And so when I said he said plenty, yet not a word, that's literal. I have never spoken to this man. I mean, not in the way that I would wish. If my memory recalls correctly, I might have had a brief moment, you know, when I saw him when I was maybe 10. You know, he spent a couple of hours with us and, um, and pretty much had to go to work, right? So when I say that my mother was the one who showed me how to live, that too is literal because <laughs> she was the one that raised me, right? As far as when I came to Canada. So, and the double meaning for me also is when I think about my uncle who raised me in my early years, he too wasn't a man of many words. But he said so much through his actions, the way he treated everyone in the family, you know, the way that he embraced my brother and I as his own. And that's what I mean. So that one's um, a a critical one for me. It's important. But um, on the bright side of things, I want to focus on fathers. I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that, you know, fathers have to encounter in the home and how we navigate those spaces. You know, how do we go about doing it? Are we doing it right? Are we doing it wrong? Could we improve? Are we, you know, 
Are we growing as individuals before we're growing as fathers? How are we doing? Kudos and shout outs to all the single mothers out there wearing dual hats. I commend you. I don't know how you do it. You, you exemplify that idea of a superwoman and the fact that you're raising men and women all on your own. So kudos to you. But this episode, I want it to be about the fathers. So fellas, let's rock. I guess the first topic is going to be about um, discipline. <laughs> How do we discipline? Why do we discipline? Are we doing a good job at disciplining? Is it necessary to discipline or is it not? I don't have all the answers for all these things. I don't necessarily disagree or agree with everything completely. Um, I think a little bit of both sides work, whether you discipline or you don't. Um, but you need both. I feel like you need to uh, discipline to establish some sort of structure and guidance for your children. But you don't necessarily need to be disciplining in every scenario or situation that presents itself. It's a push-pull situation, I find. So use a discipline technique where it's necessary or when it's necessary and refrain from using one when it's not necessary, right? Historically, within the Caribbean and uh, African-American slash Canadian culture, I'm not saying African alone. And the reason why I frame it like that, because we confuse the two. Majority of African children from the continent have both their parents. This is not an issue that is very prominent as it is in the Western, as far as the fathers not being in the picture. So that's why I say it like that, because I need people to understand that in the Western, majority of fathers are missing in the black homes, whereas on the continent, this is not the case. The numbers aren't as high as one might assume. So that's just a little fun fact, right? So in the Western, when I say Western, I'm talking about the African-American and the African-Canadian um, culture. Many children did not grow up with their fathers being present or active in their lives. So this section may pertain to the mothers who held it down. And the question is, does tough love actually get things right or does it not? I'll leave that to you. That's something that I would love for you to actually drop in the comments and let's start a conversation on that. You know, tough love, does it actually do the job or does it make things worse? On the other hand, those who had their fathers in their lives also testified that they were quite strict. I mean, this approach was definitely the old school approach, right? There's no question about that. But it is 2021 and we're not back in the days anymore. And we have definitely, definitely evolved in so many areas, including parenting styles and uh, our approaches as well. So although there are some benefits to the old approach, there needs to be some supportive and encouraging techniques in order to have a successful balance, I think. I mean, you know, the one size does not fit all. So what may have worked on you when you were a child may not necessarily work with your child. That's something that, you know, a lot of parents need to recognize. Because oftentimes I find older heads get stuck, you know, in a time capsule where they, they're like, well, my mom beat me and it worked and, you know, they got my attention and uh, uh, look how I turned out. Yes, 
you turned out fine since the 80s to the 90s to the early 2000s. But from that point forward, it's been 21 years later. Times have changed. So you get with it or get left behind. I'm sorry to say. And I'm not talking about getting left behind just for the sake of getting left behind. You're going like, to get left behind behind bars. <laughs> it's not a funny matter, but that was funny. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. Um, so let's keep that in mind, right? One shoe size did not fit all anymore. It never really did. We just thought it did because that's all we knew. And I always say this to people in many different conversations, just because you've been doing something that's wrong for so long, it doesn't all of a sudden make it right because it's become the norm, right? No one parent can say with absolute certainty which approach works because parenting, as all parents have come to realize, is really just a trial and error journey. There are moments where there's, you know, some unique differences with every child, right? No two people are alike, so our approaches need to be unique. Dads, in many cases, are the ones left to navigate the task of disciplining. In, in, in households where the father's present, this is often the case. I'm not saying mothers don't. They do. But I think it's the tough love that comes from fathers. And sometimes it comes from the mothers too. Um, but I say that to say it's not an easy task, right? Definitely not an easy ask for us as fathers, um, as we're also learning how to love ourselves in the process because we weren't taught how to. So think about that. I'm disciplining somebody to do the right thing. And how do I know if I'm doing the right thing by disciplining the way I choose to discipline them if I have yet to develop the ability or recognize what love looks like. And that can be dangerous because if I don't know what it looks like to love myself, how can I truly then turn around and tell my child how much I love them or how much they actually mean to me? So it's hard when you have to discipline somebody. It is because it's almost like you're hurting a little bit of yourself or a piece of you or part of you is deteriorating every time you do that, you know, especially without a, a gentle heart, mind, hand, and spirit. We may end up causing more damage than positive development. So my advice to you fellas, proceed with caution. Seriously, process every scenario and decide, will this be the best approach for my child's future? and their development? And will it be the best approach for me emotionally and mentally? Otherwise, you know, the cost might be too much to bear. Not today or not in that moment, but in the future. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, the other part that's very challenging for fathers, ladies, if you're listening, is um, bonding. You know, bonding with our children, it's, it's something that's difficult. And before I jump into bonding, I just want to share another quote with the fathers here. It is much easier to build the foundation of a child 
than it is to restore the damaged one of men. Let that simmer for a bit. So bonding is, is, uh, is a tough one because this part of a father's growth is one that can be very, very difficult, especially when he has to co-parent with, you know, mothers, mother-in-laws, and grandparents during the early years, right? All these other caregivers occupy a great portion of the bonding time with the child. Ultimately, what this does is it tends to weaken the bond between the child and their father because we don't necessarily breastfeed. Sorry, if a father makes a mistake of not doing the skin-to-skin bonding when their newborn arrives, there might be more distance that gets established between them. Because I find doing that, child gets to listen to your heartbeat. You get to listen to theirs. You're able to establish a bond of some sort. And there's a connection there, the warmth. As a father, if you don't do that, you're taking a huge risk. Because now you got to battle with the grandparents, you got to battle with the in-laws, you got to battle with the the bond this child's going to have with the mom inevitably. And when do you get the opportunity to bond? Because once they're here and they're moving, all they have to go on is their first points of contact, you know? So it's easy for fathers to feel unappreciated or unwanted during the early years because the mother is the key provider for that child, right? That child depends on her if she's breastfeeding. Um, The child also spends a majority of the time with the mother, especially during that period where they're breastfeeding. So when is the best time for you to get in and establish the relationship? As a father, the most effective way, I think, um, to alter this projected outcome is literally making a conscious decision to say, you know what, I'm going to get in involved from day one and insist on being a part of every possible routine or aspect of this child's life. You have to inject yourself in there even if it ruffles some feathers of other people. That includes the mother, right? The early stage is where it's at. So get involved. I mean, you can get involved by playing with them, feeding them, bathing them, cuddling with them. Literally, when they're taking naps, if you're able to, take a nap with them. I'm talking, you know, placing them on your chest, sleeping with them. Reading stories, going for walks. If they have a a parent and child program that you've registered your child in, don't just let the mother be the one taking the child. You need to be present. Play those silly games that we adults consider silly, but are detrimental to our child's development. And sing those songs you don't know the lyrics to. But fake it till you make it, because eventually you're going to know them if you sing them long enough and often enough. Right? So, really, you got to get involved, man. If you don't, you have no one to blame but yourself. You have no one to blame but yourself. And if you're not involved, you might as well not be present. Right? So a child with an absentee father is basically being raised by their peers and the people they spend the most time with. And since you're not there, guess what? 
you're not the one raising them, regardless of how much money you think you're dropping at the table or dinner table or whatever it is, right? Don't hang your hat on the fact that, oh, you're going to work and you're providing. Nah, that's from the old school. It's 2021. Mothers are getting the bag too, right? So don't lose sight. Don't lose sight, fellas, right? I don't want to lose us, but happy Father's Day. Um, Hope you had a good one. Hope you celebrated. Hope you appreciate yourself. You know, I'm not big on commercial days, but for some reason, this one's special to me. This one's special to me just because of um, a brother that I lost this month. And um, it hits different. It hurts. And I know a lot of brothers and friends of mine are mourning. But we're also celebrating at the same time. But the part that really, really, really hurt me was the fact that he didn't get the opportunity to be present for his unborn child. That's the part that I I wrestle with on a regular basis. But I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the sense that I have great people around me that I can um, lean on, I can tap into, um, that are great and, you know, gracious with their time. And I'm forever grateful for those people. They know who they are. Uh, They've reached out, whether it's via text, a voice note, um, a phone call, um, so I just wanted to make sure I shout you all out for that. So back to the fathers. Now, the other thing that we we experience as well is tiredness. <laughs> don't 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 come for me yet, ladies, mothers out there. Don't come for me yet. I know y'all are like vets when it comes to that word tiredness right I'm aware I'm just talking to my fellas right now my fathers okay it's about them today it's about us so please don't come for me I'm aware I'm not ignorant to the facts okay I watch my wife every day and I commend her every day my own way so please don't come for me (laughs) but tiredness I mean, why didn't anyone tell me about this part of being a parent, right? Like, no one mentioned it. And it seems when you become a parent, all your so-called great friends who are already parents, don't get me wrong, but y'all are liars. (laughs) I say that because, you know, they're quick to congratulate you for joining the misery company. of which they've been members of for years. So that's why I'm saying you're all are liars because you knew this was coming and there's, this was no real warning. You guys only focus on the cuteness and all that beautiful stuff. But it feels as if such friends are happy to see you suffer as much as they have been. It's almost like, yes, another member. <laughs> Welcome to the club. You know what I mean? But um, in all seriousness, no. Tiredness is a real thing. And mothers would definitely stand up without hesitation and tell stories for centuries to come. Right? I mean, reality is it never ends. Tiredness, the yearning for just a moment when you can have silence for just a minute alone. (laughs) 
And I mean, like, literally just a minute alone to be in your own thoughts and be able to reflect on life or anything else. So recognize that it's not going to go away. If you're not yet a father, be prepared. I'm not going to be one of those friends that's not going to give you a heads up. Listen, the minute you become a, a parent, you get some new privileges and you lose some old ones. That's the facts. That's the reality of it. Fatherhood is not an easy task. And believe me, I don't say that to minimize motherhood again in any way, shape, or form. That would be suicidal on my part. (laughs) Right? And I'm not with that. So it is not an easy task. And I quickly came to realization that sleep is actually something that's overrated. The day I became a father. Okay, okay, okay. Let Let me correct that. A father who is hands-on with his children's development, sleep is overrated. But a father who is absent will definitely get abundance of sleep. Does that make sense? I guess a good way to address being tired is obviously to keep an eye on your diet, but ultimately develop your your patience level. I think that's going to be instrumental, right? Um, Can you keep calm and remain positive as frequent as possible with everyone in the household. Like if if you don't have the patience and if you can't remain positive, stay calm, you're actually better off not being in the house because you're going to do more harm if you can't practice any of those things I just mentioned. The other part that's critical is you also need to support your partner as they also need your assistance throughout the process. Keep that in mind. I mean, it doesn't get easier. People say, oh, they get, it gets easier when kids get older. Uh, that's a bunch of nonsense. It's really all about perspective. But speaking of perspective, <laughs> isn't it funny how we struggle as parents to put our babies to sleep and we want them to go to bed at a certain time? And for a moment, we figure it out, right? Only then to struggle to wake them back up as teenagers. <laughs> So, so something's going on here. That's the other part no one told me about. I'm going to stress getting them to bed when they're young, only to struggle to get them to wake up when they're a little bit older, right? They're probably thinking, parents, y'all got to make up your minds. You don't know what you want. And you know what? That's a great argument if a kid ever said that to me. It would annoy me, but it would be true and funny, you know? But yeah, it's just something to, some to reflect on. I mean, th- this is life. You've got to be able to reflect on things and laugh at situations and so forth, right? That's what it's about. I want to share another quote. Again, we're celebrating Father's Day. Um, all the great fathers out there doing the hard work, being true to themselves, their families, and their children. Remain present, remain active, express your love and passion to both your partner and your children. Um, And if you don't have a partner whom you have kids with, if you have kids with, um, you know, another partner previous to your current one, you still need to have a relationship with that mother of that child and do your very best to make sure that relationship is healthy and can remain healthy with a great deal of respect between the two of you as parents. 
because the only person or people that benefit from that are the kids. So don't lose sight of that. Anyhow, the quote I want to share with you is this. I am wiser today because of the discarded wisdom of poor men. Let me repeat that. I am wiser today because of the discarded wisdom of poor men. Let that one marinate for a bit. You see, a lot of richness comes from those who are poor. Historically, this is a fact. Inventions came from poor people, people who didn't have much, but had to get creative and innovative and how to, you know, make things work out for them. The same applies here. A lot of the great wisdom comes from those who have lived. And I mean, lived in circumstances and situations that pushes the mind, body, and soul to depths that otherwise the rich may never encounter or endure. So I believe that a lot of wisdom, a great deal of wisdom comes from those who aren't consumed by material things and money. Just take a look at all the great quotes out there and who it came from, right? So because the poor men or the poor have so much wisdom, they can just drop them any and everywhere. When they speak, their words are composed and it's all wise. So when I say I'm wiser today because of the discarded wisdom of poor men, man, you better believe I'm filthy rich because from them, I know what living is. So happy Father's Day. Are you looking for the finishing touch to wash day, a special occasion, or just a play date? Graham Bear has you covered. We offer a wide selection of accessories. You will love our plant-based hair clips and fabric bows, bow ties for daddy and me, and our best-selling turban headbands, which are perfect for your mommy and me looks. We're a Canadian-based handmade shop. Our products are made to order with love, care, and attention to details. We offer fast local and international shipping. Our accessories are made for making memories in. Visit us at grahambear.ca for all your family accessory needs. Follow us on Instagram at grahambear to see our products in action, know about promos and contests. Be sure to use promo code DAPS10, that's D-A-P-S-10, for 10% off your next purchase. Now, the next portion I want to talk about is resolving conflict. Ooh. Ooh, this one's this one's sensitive. Right? This one's this one's sensitive because it's not easy being in a relationship with another human being whom you're trying to make, you know, establish a united front, build a future, a legacy with. Right? So communication is obviously uh, a critical component that we all need to have. Right. So this this episode is really just for fathers to reflect and tap in to what they're doing, how they're managing their homes and and if they're doing things the way they think they should or are they actually giving their best. This is more of a self-reflection um, for all the fathers out there, an opportunity for us to really uh, check ourselves and the role that we play in our kids lives. Right. In our partners lives and our homes and so forth. So resolving conflict. 
parents tend to have different approaches or mindsets when it comes to, you know, parenting and family routines, right? And all those things. It's one thing to say, I do, to spending the rest of your life with another person. However, everything kind of changes when you add a third or fourth member to that family, right? Now, the third and the fourth are those individuals that you are now responsible for. That's right. The two of you, as the parents, become responsible for those children. Some of us think kids are going to raise themselves and we just leave them be. That's you from time to time. I'm sorry, but you're messing up big time, right? So back to the conflict, because that's a huge one. I mean, I'm talking about the small battles between parents that lead to the wars, followed by divorce, anyone? And it's crazy to me because no one gets married thinking about, ooh, I can't wait till I get divorced. But the same way we don't think that way, we also don't think about these small battles and what they could end up becoming. So let me elaborate a little bit. When I talk about battles, I'm talking about small things such as what type of food to feed the children when they first enter the world, right? The mother might have read certain books that say X, Y, and Z. The father might be like, well, no, historically, my mother gave me this and that worked. I was healthy. I wasn't allergic to certain things. Wife is like, yeah, but that was back then. You know, and then you both read different books and all of a sudden you get introduced to different information and let the battles begin. Battle of the sexes, they call them sometimes, right? So if both parents are of different cultures, that also creates different battles, which also introduces differences in opinions on many things pertaining to life and eventually leading to differences in religious beliefs. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one. So two people, maybe from different cultures, have different religious beliefs. Also keep in mind that two people from the same culture may have the same religious upbringing, but different perspectives on how those religious ideas are interpreted, which also creates a rift between the relationship. But remember what I said you got to respect your partner, regardless of how different you are. And by the way, differences between two people is where attraction is found. Okay? So don't lose sight of that. Um, but these are common concerns and obstacles in every relationship. They really are. Whether people want to admit to it or talk about it openly or not, but they do exist. And the key to unlocking these is through communication. And I'm talking real communication, not just sitting there talking. I'm talking lay out your expectations for the other to see so you can both be aware without any surprises or resentment towards your partner. This is a part of the problem we have. Oftentimes, we're quick to get involved with somebody, but we don't even trust ourselves enough to let the other person be themselves. Think about that. If your partner is insecure, they will never accept you for who you truly are. Don't lose sight of that, right? The other thing to keep in mind too is a united front for the children is important. But in, in all honesty, I don't think it's more important at the expense of one parent losing their identity in the process. No one in the relationship or the partnership 
should lose their identity in the process of pretending to be a united front for the sake of their kids. All you're doing is telling your kids that you're fake parents. You're not real. You're not who you say you are. And how can they be themselves if they don't know who their parents are? So respect for the other is non-negotiable. It's really a must. It really is a must. You know? So keep that in mind. Don't lose that. Um, I want to push through it. The next part I want to kind of talk about is balance. I want to talk about balancing, you know, the work-life balance, the family balance, all of that. And it's important. I mean, it's hard for fathers too. As much as it is difficult and challenging for mothers, it's also very challenging for fathers, you know, in so many different ways. But I'll take this opportunity to recognize my life partner in every sense of the term. Mrs. Alicia July Asante and my beautiful children, Grayson and Miles. I do it all for you and I struggle with the process daily because I'm far from perfect. No one can tell me it isn't worth living for, not a single person. I am whole because you continue to take me as I am and this journey with you is worth fighting for. So I want you to know that there's nothing I want more than this thing that we share as a family. Thank you for allowing me to take that opportunity to shout out my family because they truly are everything, you know? They are. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to live for them, not die for them. I'm beneficial to them alive than if I weren't. You know? So I just want to stress that a work-life balance will never work without a partner who gets you. You know, if your partner doesn't get you or you don't get your partner, it just won't work. Trust is a huge component. It's also a must in all healthy relationships. Let's be frank, without it, don't waste your time or anyone else's. If you got trust issues, no matter what relationship you get in, it'll never work out the way you dreamed of. This might be a reality check for a lot of people. It might also be an opportunity for you to be honest with yourself, which then might translate into you being honest with your spouse or your partner the person you're in a relationship with, you know, because life changes when you have children. Whether you look at it for the good or the bad, I look at it as though it's a beautiful thing and it's a blessing. It's a gift, right? But life changes when you have children. And if it doesn't, then you're just not actively parenting. I'm going to stress it again. Providing isn't just bringing in money. It really involves like the emotional stability and nurturing for that child or children and deciding on the foundation of your family structure as well as the future of that family. So I say all that to say, please, fellas, take a moment, take a step back from everything that you think is important. That is a distraction in hindsight. And appreciate your gifts, that is family. Appreciate the fruits of your labor, that is your children. Embrace them 
Tell them that you love them. Doesn't matter how old they get. We all need to hear it. Some of us are still waiting to hear those words, I love you, come back to us from the grave because our parents are no longer here. The reality is you may never hear it from your father. You may never hear it from your mother anymore. Recognize these moments. Don't deprive your children and repeat the cycle. Swallow your pride, your ego, and recognize that all that is really in your head. It's an idea that you've been conditioned to adopt. That it's not okay to tell your son you love them, but it's okay to tell your daughter you love her. Our boys need to hear from us just as much as our daughters are hearing from us. Kiss them, even when they feel embarrassed. Because when they are alone in their own thoughts, they will remember those moments and cherish them. They will also remember, for sure, without a doubt, my father loved me and showed me. The other side of it that we need to recognize is that we are being extremely selfish if we don't display this type of affection to all of our children, especially to our boys, because now, Don't forget, kids, children, teenagers, do not respond to your advices and direction. They only respond to your actions. They may not listen to what you said or take your advice, but they will model themselves after you when you are not present. So show them what you want them to learn. Don't tell them. Show them how you want to love, you want them to love others. Don't tell them. Show them how they should behave in a relationship with another person. Don't tell them. Show them how they can be themselves, and the world will always respect and recognize, and even more importantly, appreciate their contribution when they are themselves, thousand percent, as opposed to trying to fit in. With all that said, don't forget that being gentle is also an option. Thank you. Now, before I wrap things up, I want to leave you out with, with something else. Just for your journeys, there is no blueprint for being a father or a parent. Other people are going to tell you what worked for them and what didn't. Take it all in with a grain of salt, but try them where it's necessary and learn what works for you, your partner, and your child. In order to know what works and what doesn't work, you have to be present in tune with every moment. But don't forget to laugh smile. Don't forget to show some tears to let them know that you are human, even though to them you will forever be a hero. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. It's a part of living. So to all my fathers on Father's Day and every day after that, live.
Again, I appreciate the love. I want you to also appreciate the love and the gifts that you have been blessed with as a father. And don't let daily challenges take you off course and what's important. Allow your family to be a huge part of your reason, which is your why. Why you do the things you do. Let them be that for you. And I'll end on this quote. Fatherhood is like getting a clean shave. No matter how great it is, you have to do it all over again the very next day. I want to thank all my listeners for joining me this week on the Derek Asante podcast show. Special thanks to all the fathers out there. Continue to love and show your family all the love in the world. Again, a quick announcement. Don't forget to visit graymilespublishing.com and pick up a copy of my book of poetry, but more importantly, uh, The Best of Gray, which is a book I co-created with my five-year-old daughter, Grayson. It's a great gift for your child. It's also a great gift for a father to read to their child. Thank you and continue to subscribe, listen, share, and show support. Make sure you follow me on IG at Derek Asante underscore. Don't forget to check out the publishing house that's helped make all these books possible, which is Gray Miles Publishing. Without further ado, happy Father's Day. Love. Peace, nappiness.